When you live in your purpose, you're happy. When you live in your purpose, you understand, I, I am doing the thing that I was put on this earth to do. And that is most in alignment with the person that I want to become. When your daily actions are aligned with the long-term vision, you are happy. Think about the times in your life when your daily actions, the small things you were doing on the day-to-day were in alignment with the person you want to be. Think back. Mm. I guarantee you, you were happy. I guarantee if you were not happy, you were fulfilled. And the fulfillment led you to be happy. And so, to me, it's it's a simple equation. Are you doing the things day-to-day, minute-to-minute, moment to moment that are in alignment with the person you want to be. Welcome to the Undefeated Underdogs podcast, where I unpack and narrate stories of ambitious people who turn obstacles into opportunities. My goal for this podcast is to create a platform to narrate underdog stories and maybe play a small, teeny tiny role in inspiring you. I intend to highlight the underdog mentality and make authentic conversations with people who play the long game take action with the chip on their shoulder and convert obstacles into opportunities. Buckle up as I'll be bringing some authentic founders, VCs, community builders and content creators who got underestimated their whole lives and yet they beat all the odds to become insanely successful. Now, today I want to tell you a little bit about our awesome sponsor, Acquire.com. Selling a business is as tough as building a business. As someone who went through this process once, selling my own startup, I know the pain it takes to get to the end zone. This is where our sponsor shines. Imagine this, you're a founder who's built a solid SaaS product, acquired customers, and generating consistent monthly revenue. The problem is, you're not growing for whatever reason. Lack of focus, lack of skill, or just plain lack of interest, and you feel stuck. What should you do? The story I'd like to hear is, You buckle down, somehow reignited the fire, get past yourself and the cliches and start working on your business rather than just in the business. You start building an audience, move out of your comfort zone to do sales and marketing and in six months you triple your revenue. The reality isn't as simple. Situations may be different from every founder facing these crossroads. But too many times, the story ends up being one of inaction and stagnation until the become business the business becomes less valuable or worse, worthless. If you find yourself here or your story is likely headed down a similar road, I offer you a third option. Consider selling your business on Acquire.com. Capitalizing on the value of your time is a smart move. Acquire.com is free to list and they've helped hundreds of founders already. Go to try.acquire.com slash Sharath and see for yourself if this is the right option for you. Now, let's get into today's episode. Howdy, howdy, folks. The reason I said howdy is because this guest is from, at least as far as I know, is living from Texas. And uh, howdy, folks. You know, welcome to the Undefeated Underdogs podcast. I'm your host, Sharath. I'm super, super stoked, stoked for bringing this guest on the pod. The same time, I have to tell you this, this person actually leveled my game of podcasting. I've been podcasting in so far like 12 months, recorded over 70 episodes, over three shows. And I I usually wing in the episode during the episode, but this guy made me 
prepare like hell. I have four pages worth of research. Without further ado, Danny Miranda, welcome to the show. How are you feeling, man? I am feeling incredible. Thank you for having me on the show and thank you for preparing all the research you did. Yeah, absolutely. And first of all, let, let me actually also tell you behind the scenes, before we hit record, Danny actually recited a beautiful, beautiful quote. And I was actually nervous. And that quote, it's, it's about like you being a miracle. It's like a reminder that you're a living, breathing soul who's capable of doing everything that you want. And I, I genuinely appreciate for starting our conversation like that. I wish we hit record, but do you want that me to read it? Me like, yeah, yeah, please, please do. Let's, let's start off doing that. This is a permission slip to keep in your wallet or purse or on your podcast table. Use it anytime and every time you forget that you're a walking, talking, heart-beating miracle of existence. Use it as a reminder that you need no one's permission to be the absolute best version of yourself. And on the days you're not, that you need no one's approval to love yourself just the way you are. You only get this life once. Live every second of it in as much freedom and gratefulness as you can. You are a miracle. You got this. This is also from my friend, uh, Jono. He created this brand called Bodied Coffee. So I figured I'd give him a shout out. And uh, I keep this on my desk and I just it fills me with so much joy every time I look yeah. at it. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's the beautiful thing you can, you can tell to any human being. Uh, and that's, I feel that's a great start. I, I, I loved that quote so much. Probably I'll, I'll after, the, after this talk, I'll just, you know, take a, take a printout and keep it on my screen. I sometimes often miss that I am equal or I'm kind of like, I have the capability of matching other people's energy. Why? And especially podcasting. It's, it's, you can call it like imposter syndrome. You can call it like limiting beliefs. But the, the amazing thing that universe offers is once, you, once I stopped impressing others, meaning I genuinely want to have a conversation. That's it. Like purely that's my goal. I remind myself there is a cycle that goes into my head. If I'm being nervous, like I, I've brought on, on show of people like Adam Draper, David Perel, Jack Butcher, those are like much more successful than me. But the moment I start hit record and kind of like, you know, go onto the flow, I'm like, you know what? It's fine. You're here to like have a conversation. That's it. Don't worry about anything else. The beautiful thing is you can delete the episode after it. If you don't like it, you delete it. And you can say like, you know, something, something messed happened. So I think it's all about like, you know, uh, having that voice in our heads and thank you so much for beautifully reminding me again today. Uh, and I'm here to have fun. I hope, you know, guys who are listening will have fun too. And I hope Danny, uh, will have fun too. So right off the bat, let me ask you this. Talk to me about online money all-stars. <laughs> Talk to me about that newsletter where you started to educate people about how to make money online. I think you started doing dropshipping in 2018. Mm -hmm. This is July 23, 2018. You launched this newsletter. You recorded. You started interviewing back then. I just want to make sure that people recognize that. It's not that Danny overnight in 2020 September miraculously became a journalist or an interviewer. 
he's putting the effort since 2018. So please recognize that. And I think those are the stepping stones for the podcast, I believe. So yeah, talk to him about it. And how did you uh, design the whole newsletter? Yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up and asking the question about that. It's funny because whenever I enter a new space, whenever I go into a new world, my first thought is like, how do I talk to the people who are in that world already? I kind of want to get context. I want to get my bearings. And in 2015, I got this idea because I started a Knicks blog, a New York Knicks blog called Knicks Vision. And I started it in June of 2010. And by July and August of 2010, I'd interviewed all of the beat writers for the Knicks at the time. And the beat mm. writers are the people who covered the team most closely. And mm. I asked them questions to get involved in the ecosystem, which then allowed me to be involved in the Knicks mm. and be involved mm. in covering the Knicks because I was now talking to the journalists. And so mm. when I entered the online money space, I said the same thing. How do I get involved with all of the mm. players here? How do I look at people who have built something already on Twitter in this world and how do I learn from them and how do I get ingratiated? The best way I know to get ingratiated into a community is to ask questions to the people who are already there. And mm -hmm. so that's what I did in 2015. That's what I did in 2018 with online money all-stars. And that's what I do to this day with the podcast. And it's very much part of my soul's mission to ask questions to people and learn from them as I get into a new community. And that's that's amazing. I feel like in, in other words, you should have skin in the game. And mm -hmm. the best way to build skin in the game is to surround yourself with people. And the best way to surround yourself with people is to really like have conversations. And the best way to have a conversation is really be curious and ask interesting questions. So I feel I, I like that that mindset of uh, you not stopping that I'm new to this, where should I go? To, you know what? I'm new to this. I accept this. Let me actually be curious and start from there, right? I love it so much. Talking about questions, why questioning? Like you, there are a million other ways to be involved yourself. Like in, in other words, my question is like, why journalism? Like, why is that mm. so fascinating to you? In, in, in the art of interviewing course, you actually broke down that podcasts are two types. One is their conversations or they're like pure interviews where you become more of like a journalist, right? So again, why journalism? Why is that passion towards, towards it? I think it's very much in me to look at the world and then want to reflect the world back to it. Like when I was six years old, I created a, something called the Sunny Times, mm. which was my attempt to take over the New York Times. And the, the reason... Like if I, if I really were to analyze my behavior, it's like, okay, look at the world, see what's going on and ask, how can I give a mirror to the world and at least give my perspective on the world? That's what I did with the Knicks. That's what I did with the time management blog. That's what I'm doing with the podcast. I'm looking at the world or looking at the person in front of me and reflecting them back to themselves through questions. And so that's mm -hmm. what I think journalism is at its best is just a reflection of what is out there. And you also mentioned that you've been doing this. I, I saw one of in one of your interviews, you passionately were kind of almost stomping the table saying that it's in me. This yes. shit's in me. Yes. It's like, it's, it's in my DNA. Yeah. And one of the examples is that I think at 13 years old, 
you wrote this incredible blog called eight simple steps to be happier yeah and i also saw in one of your interviews that you stopped blogging because a 40 year old woman said this is a this is an adult being you know uh, mocking as a child right yeah so let's let's have that conversation about that later but how can a 13 year old talk about happiness were you in a space where you were seeking happiness or what was what was going in your mind when you wrote about those eight steps i don't know i don't know what was going through my mind i just knew that i was called to to speak about it and write about it and be interested in it no one told me to i wasn't i didn't feel a lack of happiness i mean mm-hmm. i i was always curious about happiness i was curious like all right we're I don't remember choosing to be in this body and mind. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. You know, you the same. I don't know if you you have a feeling of what you were doing before you mm-hmm. incarnated into this body. I don't know. But I do know that we're here now. And so what, we're here. And so now what are we going to do about it in this consciousness, right? And to me, it's like, all right, let's try to be happy. Or if you don't like that, let's be filled with purpose. Let's be fulfilled. Let's make the most out of this experience. To me, that's the most important question. How do mm. you make the most out of your time on earth? Mm. Really sit with that. Like there are people doing all sorts of things that they don't love, that they're not excited about, that life to them isn't flowing through them. And it's like, why? Why is that the case? It doesn't have to be that way. And I knew mm. at 13 and I know today you, you can be happier than what you currently are. You can be filled with more joy. You can be excited by the possibilities of life and you can make the most out of this thing. And so when I say it's in me, that's what I mean. It's in mm. me like the, the want to make the most out of this and help other people make the most out of this too is in me. There is a sense of drive. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sensing from, from you. Uh, a lot of people stumble if you observe right closely, I do that a lot. You become happy and you become unhappy. Yes. You become again happy. You sometimes experience this peak. Like you're really on top of the world. You, you got this. Like, like the, the, the quote you recited. And that flow state eventually will burst. Right? And you kind of get down because of whatever the things like society, relationships, results, not getting results, whatever it is, like whatever the case may be. You said you were, you were chasing that or you're in, it's in it since 13 year old. And even with your previous house, like 10 years old, you're still kind of around the same space. How can a human being be happy consistently? By living in their purpose. When you live in your purpose, you're happy. When you live in your purpose, you understand, I, I am doing the thing that I was put on this earth to do. And that is most in alignment with the person that I want to become. When your daily actions are aligned with the long-term vision, you are happy. Think about the times in your life. When your daily actions, the small things you were doing on the day-to-day were in alignment with the person you want to be. Think back. Mm. I guarantee you, you were happy. I guarantee if you were not happy, you were fulfilled. And the fulfillment 
led you to be happy. And so to me, it's, it's a simple equation. Are you doing the things day to day, minute to minute, moment to moment that are in alignment with the person you want to be? If yes, you are happy. And if you're not happy, you're fulfilled. So that's how you get to the place. And uh, so I, I felt like you kind of found your purpose, you know, writing. Yes. Uh, is there a is there a root cause for that? Like, is there a is there a family member or someone that influenced you? Like, okay, this is the path. Just go pursue it. This is the road. I mean, most of the people uh, who found their purpose, they generally have a lot of influence in, in the in the beginning of their childhood so who's who influenced you so much that you wrote you wrote about happiness at the age of 13 you have a purpose you are so driven and you know clearly what you want to do and what you want to become yeah i would say a couple of things one is that i wasn't no one told me to write about happiness right there was no person who said okay like danny you're gonna write about this like hmm. that just came from within but I will say that the foundation of the ability to even think about happiness or have a website or any of that, that comes from my parents and grandparents who, mm. you know, nurtured my passion and nurtured my excitement about writing in general with a computer and with, you know, encouragement and understanding that what it was today wasn't what it was going to be someday. I think a lot of people get into that trap of mm. believing that they're starting on day one. So therefore, that is going to be what the end product looks like. No, right. no, no. That, that's just the start. And if you have people who are wise, they can understand that and nurture the, the gifts that you have and nurture the excitement that you have for life. So I, I would say no one taught me to write about happiness, but I was given the foundation with the people in my family to really go after what I really wanted to do. That foundation, right? Like uh, young young people, they, you know, it, it, a lot of people say, they say that that's where you have to make a lot of mistakes. They, mm -hmm. they say that, you know, you have more time, more energy, less commitments, and less, uh, you know, strings attached. Do whatever the heck you want. 20 years, it's your, it's your playground to like play. What were some of your mistakes that you made that you learned very heavily that, you know what, I would never do that or I would do something better than that. I think the biggest mistake I made was to follow other people's opinions or ideas rather than my own, even though I respected them. Um, like, I think I inherently believed that older people were wiser than me. Mm. And that, that belief, while I think is generally true, shouldn't be followed wholesale. And mm. if a 40-year-old woman writes that you should stop blogging because you shouldn't be on mm. the internet at 13, that doesn't mean you have to follow it. If your parents say you should go to college because we think that's a good idea, you don't have to follow it. That's not necessarily the right idea for you. And mm. if you do that and you end up resenting them because of it, like, is that even worth it? Um, and I don't resent my parents, but I think that I, I think that uh, I, the mistake that I made and continually made is trusting other people's judgment greater than my own. 
especially i feel like you know it's 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 not new what you said which is don't feel don't fall into other people's you know or don't follow other people's voice or other people's opinion follow yours follow your gut and what not but in reality it's super freaking hard right it's not mm-hmm. that easy it's easy to said than done mm-hmm. uh what what kind of support system that you've built over years because i think one of the things i really want to unpack in this conversation is that you are someone who's very transparent on twitter like you know all these places you want to like you know share the story beat high beat low whatever it is that you're going go through but i really want to see when you go through these lows or even highs who do you really celebrate with like who's do you have who who are these friends who are these you know people that there are like the behind the scenes of danny miranda like where, who do you rely with the most when you're like you know down so a couple of things my mom i think is like the greatest woman of all time like people think that i don't celebrate the wins like i don't i've gotten that before from people close to me and that's not accurate i do celebrate the wins i call my mom mm-hmm. after after wins i'm so excited i mean my friends like Zach Pograb and Dylan Jardin and Hunter Weiss like I'll I'll text them about a big win like I don't know I I celebrate the wins all the time and I I I'm transparent with my mom about the lows as well of like I can't believe I'm I'm dealing with this or like this is going on right now so I've got a great support system you know and I I've got incredible people by my side through the highs and the lows so one of the things talking about the lows uh this is why i appreciate you so much like in 2020 i think around december december 10th mm. you said 10 months ago i was depressed yeah talk to me about it like when you uh-huh. have so all this conversation that so far we had you know your purpose you are you know that you are happy you know how to be happy right that's yeah. that's something the system you're build, building and why are you depressed Yeah. So in September of 2019 I started doing 75 hard, which is a 75-day program, mm-hmm. mental mm-hmm. toughness program where you read 10 pages of a book, you do two workouts, you do a you take a progress picture, you follow a diet and you drink a gallon of water. And you do that every day for 75 days straight. And so I was doing that and I was also meditating and for the first time ever. I get to this point where I stopped doing the things that were good for me. And now I've I'm in February of 2020 and just as I was so high from completing 75 hard and doing 75 hard and building myself up, I now went to an equal place of low because I wasn't doing the things that I knew I could do. When you mm. have potential or notice your own potential, it's sometimes upsetting and it is harming you so much when you realize you're not living in your potential. If mm. you're not It, like really think about that. If you have a an athlete who's like knows he's can be an incredible athlete. Right. And he's just not working out every day. Mm. He's going to feel upset. And I was in that position of believing that I could really impact people in a positive way that I impact myself that I built myself up. But then I was like, all right, but why am I doing this these things now? And why am I I not building the life that i want oh my god something must be wrong with me so that's mm. why i was depressed because yeah. i'd seen the pinnacle and i knew i wasn't operating with it 
So uh, let's let's dive into that a little bit deeper. Do you really think, I understand the perspective that once you taste, like it's it's like once you taste peanut butter, you can't go back, right? Like yes, once you I will die. Something, I'm allergic to peanut butter. So once I taste it, I will die. <laughs> or let's take another example. Like one, whatever the ice cream or whatever the thing that you yeah. really love, once you taste it and you saw the bliss or, or the dopamine hit that you get, you can't go back, right? Yes. I feel a lot of, lot of us, uh, the things that drive us is that hit. We want to experience mm. that again and again and again. Like Tom Brady, why he came back after retirement is because he literally freaking missed throwing the ball for goddamn mm. sake. So he pushed him one more year and whatever it is. So I, I understand that perspective, but let's, th- that's, that's where I feel like a lot of people, including myself, struggle that do you really have to do it? You saw your potential. Do you really, really have to do it to, to experience the joy or happiness? And happiness, in, in my opinion, I think Naval quoted this many times, and even like Justin Khan, it's baseline. It's already there. Like you don't mm. have to create something to go experience that, right? Mm-hmm. So in, in, your, in your opinion, the thing you saw, the pinnacle, you didn't experience the same. So you kind of went, you, know, so you saw a low. Mm-hmm. Do you really think people should actually go after the pinnacles? Yes. After the experience? Yes. Absolutely. That is what pushes us forward as society. That is what, that's why we put a man on the moon. That is why um, we're, we're trying to go to Mars. That's why we have uh, the internet. That's why we have Riverside that's recording this right now. Because people said, I am not, I am not willing to accept the standard video that we have right now. I'm mm-hmm. going to create something a little bit better. I'm going to try to reach the pinnacle of what is possible. That's why I create my podcast because I could be meditating in the woods and, and feel borderline happy all the time, but I'd be missing something. I'd be missing the, the push for more. I think what you're speaking to is we've gone so far in believing that happiness comes from the push for more that we forgot that we can be happy in this moment, which I also agree with. I agree with you. You can be happy in this moment, but I, I, I think that if everyone was um, just sitting there and being like, I'm happy right now, we would have a worse place of the, in the world. That's what I per- personally believe. Yeah. The, the reason I asked that question is uh, the, the rational is a lot of, lot many people tie up happiness to what they do. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with it, right? Like, you know, experiencing the pinnacle, experiencing their potential has nothing to do with happiness. They're, that might actually remind them that, okay, because you're in a high, you're seeking, you're, you're creating impact, you're, you're doing something, you're creating, building, you're producing, you're not consuming, that might bring that or double down that effort because you're happy in that moment as well as you're experiencing that. So I just want to like kind of pick up your brain on that. Uh, but you, what you said is absolutely true. It's, it's two different things. It's, it's basically not the same, but at the same time, the same. Like if you think about it, right? Uh, baseline happiness always exists. 
but truly doing something potential which you are born with or born for that is something completely like you know that that like you said that drives the humanity forward that's why we we all move forward that's why we see so many products that way that's why we see so many startups being built so many creators sharing their knowledge in whatsoever uh yeah i and i i believe that like if you if how happy you are with a regular cup of coffee is how happy you'll be on a yacht i truly believe that i don't know i've never i haven't been on a yacht in a, a long time if ever um but but i understand that that perspective and at the same time i do believe that reaching for not necessarily the yacht but something that's in alignment with you as a person mm. and helping other people you, you can't there's no you you couldn't convince me that giving and helping other people doesn't make my life better oh like you couldn't you couldn't say that you you could say there's a base level of happiness but when how come when i give to someone else i feel better like that increases my own happiness so whatever the baseline was now it's it's plus 5 yes and so i mean if you give to a lot of people if you give constantly if your life is a reflection of giving then like right. your life is going to be happier your life is going to be be more at peace so while i agree with the statement like happiness is the base la- layer cuz as children that's what we are it's like mm-hmm. there are ways to build on top of that that are actually real and true yeah and people should yeah i think we were both talking the same thing uh which is y'all so what people do i feel which uh kind of shots them back is that they forget about baseline happiness and they do something to chase mm-hmm. happiness that's mm-hmm. what i feel i'm getting there if like if that. people realize that there is already a baseline happiness and like you said on top of it i'm going to build mhm like floors yes don't build floors without a foundation is what yes. my point is so i, I feel i i, I think that, that that's where i think people stumble because they're building they want to build these you know dreamy <laughs> pack of cards without realizing that you know what there is already a foundation right so uh like i say i say you take the podcast away like from the internet i know mm-hmm. it's still in me and mm-hmm. so the the floors can can be broken and can be torn apart but i will still feel joy and happiness and know that i did the right thing so right. i i agree with what you're talking about and it's very yeah. important let's talk about podcasting without podcasting i think this episode would be like you know uh very meta but let's actually also give deliver what people want why podcasting i feel like you you can you could do a million things uh but you got you were also writing at that point as well right from going from a medium where you can write to where you can talk how did that transition happen it happened really organically i just put out on twitter who wants to talk on the phone and i would have amazing phone conversations with people and while i was writing as well during that time of july of 2020 i had i was reading so many incredible books like 
one foundational one was The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks and Conscious Living by Gay Hendricks as well. Two incredible books. And I was saying, I want to talk to Gay Hendricks. How is how can I talk to Gay Hendricks? And mm. I was like, I don't know. Maybe maybe a podcast. Maybe he'll come on my podcast. So I remember mm. emailing or sending a DM to Gay Hendricks. Hey, if if I have a podcast, will you come on? And he's like, <laughs> Yeah, I will. <laughs> and he did. Um, awesome. Yeah. I, so I, I so it was a combination. Before. It was a combination of doing these phone calls with people and mm -hmm. having such enjoyment from it, as well as reading so many books and wanting to talk to the authors. And you've done, it's not like you, you, you straight away jumped from graduating in 2018 to starting a podcast in 2020. You know, like I said, you know, you kind of did this online money all-stars. You did drop shipping. Yes. So I, I, I'm still curious that out of all those paths, those are all kind of like the road you're kind of building for yourself. Why made that why, how did the gut said, you know what, do this and you'll make a living out of it? Yeah, I was just, I was meditating a lot and it mm. just felt so right. It felt right mm. immediately. It felt like this was what I was, this is amazing. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And, mm. you know, I was going to do one episode a week and then mm. I started recording them and I had a launch date a month in advance and I recorded 20 episodes in 30 wow. days. And I was like, my Oh my God. God, I wasn't even trying. And I did 20 episodes. Wow. Okay. Maybe there's something wow. here. So that, that was kind of the tell from the universe that in the early days, uh, when you were inviting, I, I, I know you said, I think one of the advices you, you give for people to start podcasting is start with your friends. You don't mm -hmm. have to like, you know, go after people you don't know and like get shut down and get disappointed and not even take that action which is having a conversation with a friend is much more easier, especially the one who is interesting to you as well as to, you know, public, right? 20 episodes in 30 days is insane. That's, that's bonkers, right? <laughs> and w when you do such things, have you ever encountered like, uh, man, this is too much or how can I keep up? What, what was no. like your flow? I, I really understand. I want to understand your flow state. Because it feels like, you know, you're in a complete flow state. Like it feels like Serena, Serena Williams hitting an ace, right? Like super focused, doing it with ease and flow. Define that flow state. How did you get into it? What were, what were some things that you kind of leave it, left it like, you know, in your mind, but you fully focused on doing this? For me, it was just, I'm going to have a conversation. I'm going to have the phone calls, right? I did the phone mm. calls. I know one. No one forced me to do the phone calls with people. I enjoyed it. I got a lot out of it. And I said, why don't I just do that but press record? And I did no video for the first 38 episodes. Oh. So I was literally like a phone call. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like I could do phone calls all day. You know, <laughs> so to me, it wasn't anything crazy. It wasn't anything like I wasn't, I wasn't making a big deal in my head. I was just like, I'm having phone calls with people I admire and respect. And that was right. my... That was what I was aiming to do. And so, yeah, it is crazy to do 20 podcast episodes in 30 days. But is it crazy to have 20 phone calls in 30 days? There was no difference. So if you put in that perspective, I feel a lot, many people, they uh, even including myself, that's why I didn't start, even though I, I you and I, we came across, I think in 2020 ish, when you started, I started my side project. 
that's a fun story by the way i think danny is the first person who said that i wish i built this platform called shoutout wow that that's was so- the, that was the first interaction between you and me and i was like who's this guy let me actually go see check his podcast he was like he's doing man this is insane like at that point you were you were talking to friends of mine like alex and like a lot of people i know jack butcher you brought in him and a lot many folks were kind of like in the same universe but going back to my point uh you were in a flow state you were kind of you really enjoyed it were you worried about means so one of the questions i had like i literally wrote mm-hmm. it this is the first question i had like how did you meet your means while working full time on the podcast i had zero expenses cuz my parents are saints and allowed me to stay in their their place and if you notice the background for the first video one with Gary Vaynerchuk episode 39 is just in basically a bedroom in my house and so right. I, it's like i don't know i the, how did i have the means i literally just didn't I was fed by my parents and they housed me and I didn't spend any money on anything. It, until what time that 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 uh, there was there you were still I think one of the episodes I heard from your in, you know when I was doing research you were in your, in your parents basement if I'm yeah. not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> the first early episodes you were in a basement you just have a mic yeah. you have a MacBook hit zoom and record right? <laughs> yeah. till what time they supported you and you were like you know what i will go full time so i mean even like 2020 mid 2021 after doing the podcast for a year um i was working i started working um like a part-time job at a photo booth company that my friend runs and then i started an nft job shortly after that where i was hired by a company to run a podcast mm-hmm. and so that like I would say a, after a year of doing it that's when I I started to actually make money and was like all right let me let me figure out this whole money thing and when so you still have a job and you were podcasting uh yes when did you actually went like all in completely when I moved to Austin that is around a year ago like 2022 ish right like so- October 2022 So it means the reason I'm bringing all this timeline is it takes a freaking time like yeah. it takes a lot of time to make this make someone to like go all in into a podcast a lot many people they just even they didn't even start one of I'm one of them it's because my fear is back in 2022 is that if I start something I have to dedicate myself number one I have to make money number two like mm-hmm. that's the expectation setting i had it was mm. like go you should go all in number 3 and there is the number 4 is i i do have a full time job how how the hell can you make time yeah but the the way i solved is the way you said which is you start really small have fun with you know friends yeah. you like shoot your shot whoever comes on a part because you are the boss for your own show nobody's actually hired you to like do the show like you said nobody paid you like to write about happiness or said about writing happiness you just felt it i think that is really important i just want to highlight that again and again and again is start something with literally zero expectations really small and it will pick up it will go because you know it will take off but not yeah. in year 1 year 2 and you, you want to add something to it 
Oh, or not. Like it's possible also that it doesn't, and that's okay. If right. you're getting the learnings from it, if you're getting joy from the process of of building it, like yeah. you know, like a you could be building sandcastles, right? And you could have so much fun building sandcastles and right. you could, and no one might ever pay you to build sandcastles. And mm. I said to myself, am I okay with that? And mm. I was like, yes, I'm going to try to get paid from the thing that lights me up and my purpose. But like, if I never would, is that okay? And I said, yeah, it is. Because look mm. at what it's given me, like conversations with some of my heroes, the ability mm. to connect, the ability to express myself better, the ability to listen, the ability to ask questions. I'm getting so much out of this that right. is is completely unrelated to the money that mm. I think, you know, it's worth it. It was worth it for me to do it even without the money. And, right. and so I think that's an important piece too. And some people feel that way about sandcastles and some people feel that way about cars or Selling car, like there's so many different ways humans are expressing their interests and their passions and their pursuits and their soul. So mm. I don't know. You you said like it'll work out. It might not, and that's okay too, from my perspective. Yeah, I love that too. I think there is there is two sides of that coin. You you have to live either side. That's why I feel you should have low expectations, possibly yes. zero. So hit or miss, it works, right? Yes. How do you and, win even if you lose? Exactly, exactly. And like you said, you've had conversations like four, four fifteen, if I'm not wrong. Mm-hmm. Correct. That's that's insane amount of episodes in three years. That's like possibly like four to five episodes per week in the last it's three. It's about three episodes a week, and it's eight years of episodes. If I were to do one a week, one, yeah, that's amazing. That's it's phenomenal. Like you know, hat tip to that. <laughs> Thank you. The people you interview are, uh, this is this is a personal question to me. That This is why I didn't start my podcast. Is because I always thought like the people I interview, the heroes I look up to, the people who are 10 steps ahead of me or 100 steps ahead of me, mm-hmm. I have no connection or relevancy to them because they're very far ahead. They've done so much. They've kind of saw everything. The connection, the, the connection bit, what I'm talking about is I can't be on the same bandwidth, right? To actually hold a conversation. So talk to me about how you started, like, you know, getting comfortable with talking to your heroes, like in a very comfortable way. Apart from that quote, I I understand the quote is amazing. If you, if you recite that quote, every time you do something insane, I feel like we can go to Mars. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Apart from that quote. Yeah, I think, it, it it's in me. Like I never got uncomfortable and I, I struggled giving this advice because I was mm. always confident talking to people I admired. When I was 15 years old, I'm interviewing NBA players and feeling mm. like I'm supposed to be there and feeling like mm. it is part of me. So, but I, I will say I definitely have gotten nervous for people like Gary Vaynerchuk or people right. like Alex Ramosi or people like Peter Crone and gotten starstruck by it, right? Mm-hmm. And I will say that, you know, helping, like really understanding that that's a human being too, who wants to be loved. And if Mm. I'm thinking about them wanting to, them wanting to love me, that it's going to taint the interaction in some way. So if I can come ahead of time being like, this person wants to be loved, this person wants to be respected, this person wants to be admired. And this person is just a human being. 
to me, that mm -hmm. is the baseline. And that is how I've been able to talk to so many people I respect so much because it, I can't, I can't go into it with the energy of, I love you so much. It's got to be more like, I respect you. So. Man, that is so powerful. I think love is greater than respect. Mm. I feel once you start respecting people, you're either, not either, you're putting them ahead of you, period. Mm. But once you start loving them, yeah. you're at the same level. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's amazing. I never thought about it, by the way. I, you give me literally chills right now. Man, that's so powerful. Yeah. Love is greater than respect. If you talk to any human being saying that with the perspective that I love you, man, things change a lot. Yeah. Like the whole conversation is around like being curious, being authentic. Wow. That's, that's amazing. I don't know. You realized it. That gave me so much chills right now. Yeah. It, it's powerful. I mean, what the show has done for me is it has brought the people that I looked up to at eye level. And I think Ooh. what you're describing is like, I'm looking up at these people, but without realizing that remove their social media followers, remove their, their money in their bank account. And that person is Whoa. just a person, right? And that person is eye to eye. And we are eye to eye. We are human beings, right? And so I think it's important. The more exposure you get to that, the more you see someone before a podcast or after a podcast that you really that you that you look up to you're like oh that's a human who is trying their best mm -hmm. and i think when you look up to someone so much you're often tainting it with their accomplishments that you wish were yours in some respect that's amazing that's i really like what you said meeting people eye level who you mm -hmm. look up to Mm -hmm. That's beautifully put. That's amazing. I, I, I think one of the things, uh, I'm an introvert and getting into tech, expressing myself on, on Twitter continuously, consistently actually brought the other side of me, which I is never understood. Like there is a side of that, like even podcasting. I had, I had all limiting beliefs in the world telling me that you can't really have a conversation or hold a conversation or actually have someone coming on your tiny podcast. So how do you meet your wife? How do you talk to oh. your child? Right? Like it, it's lies we tell ourselves. Yeah. It's, it's such lies. And it's important to point out those lies because like, I can't have a conversation with someone because what they have more followers or they have more money mm. or they have more, they have something like what, what was it? You know, I think it's mm. worth analyzing for yourself. And I think it's worth analyzing always if, if we feel like we can't have a conversation with someone, we don't have a voice. And if we don't have right. a voice, why don't we have that voice? I believe genuinely I could go into a conversation right now and interview Elon Musk and talk to him about something. I, mm. If you give me an hour to, to go through his life story, right? Like I believe that for myself. I want everyone mm. to believe that for themselves. And that is a superpower. Yeah. Once you start believing there is, there is nothing you can do, you can do. Everything yes. you can do. And Everything. this is why Twitter is so important because Twitter allows you to enter into any conversation in the world. And mm. I have so much respect for you for 
building on Twitter when you had difficulty doing that? Because I know my brother is an extrovert and I know he has trouble like just inserting himself into any conversation. And I'm like, wow, like to do that is actually requires courage to speak mm. online your truth. Because in that moment, you are, you are allowing your higher self to guide your behavior rather than the people who might make fun of you or yourself for making fun of yourself or something else like that is, is bring you down. And I have so much respect for you for pushing through that and actually putting yourself out there when it is not necessarily quote unquote in your nature. Yeah, man. I appreciate, appreciate you telling those words. Yeah, it was, it was very uncomfortable in the beginning. I'll tell you that, like putting yourself out. Uh, and I always, I think my dad t- told the, told this to me when I was like young, like, you know, failing at sports. He told me that if you really want to excel at sports, you have to be uncomfortable with yourself and others because mm. you're, you're playing a team sport, right? You, you can't expect others to be your friends or the people who are competing with be your friend. The, the reason why sports like, you know, make you so uncomfortable, he says, is that it brings the best of people. Like it brings that competitiveness. It brings that, can I kill that guy? Yeah. <laughs> right. Even though, you know, it's not literally, but you, you have that uh, drive in you by being uncomfortable. And the best way to become comfortable is putting yourself in uncomfortable ways always possible. So I think, yeah, you know, and... I really, really want to, again, emphasize on the point that we are all human beings is so important. Like we, we always often forget about and we encourage to see the baggage be, behind them, not them, including like themselves, like purely. That's why I really like what you said about you have to look at people eye to eye, even though they're 10 steps ahead of you. They're like, you know, somewhere you can't they're not, really reach They're out. not 10 they're steps not. ahead of you. Like, what if that person you admire is closer to death than you are? Hmm. You know, are they really 10 steps ahead? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. I think we project like 10 steps yeah. ahead. What is 10 steps ahead? Yeah, I think it's, it's all like you said, it's our it's our stupid narrative that goes into our mind. I think we're constantly battling that voice that, you know, that that actually limits us. Those are all the. Uh, the limiting beliefs that we encourage to listen rather than, like you said, we're all human beings. We're here to love. We're here to be kind with each other. Yeah. And we're here to like make an impact, to truly test your own potential in whatever way possible. Right. I, I, I think I, that narrative should be repeated multiple times. Then you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't be them. You can't be yourself. That is like shitty narrative. <laughs> yeah. You said about in, in this last answer about, we tell a lot of lies to ourselves. Mm-hmm. What is the biggest lie you told yourself in your 28 years of existence in this planet? That someone else knew a better story for me than I knew for myself. Mm-hmm. And I believe your story for me greater than my own. Mm-hmm. I That's love a that. Lie. That's a lie. Even if it's people you respect, even if it's people you admire. You know the best story for you. You have a calling. You have a purpose. You have something in your mind that tells you at all times whether you're on that course or not. And the more you believe other people's stories for you, the more you will suffer. 
in a life that you are not happy with, that you're not proud of, that you're not excited to wake up every damn day. And uh, I think it should be all of our missions is to understand that voice better because we know the path. We have it. And the biggest lie that I've believed time and time again is someone else knows that story for me because if I believe Mm. that someone else knows the story for me better than I know myself, then I don't have responsibility by Mm. living that story. You're off the hook. I'm off the hook. I don't need to actually start this podcast. I don't need to actually um, believe in this podcast. I could believe in a different podcast. Someone else could pay me to do the Mm. podcast. I, I don't believe in myself enough. Oh, I could just go to college and live the story that my parents want me to live. I, I'm, I don't need to believe the story that, that I can actually build a successful blog as a 13-year-old. That's responsibility. It's I'm going to mm. believe the story that this woman said mm. for me when, I'm, when she's 40 and I'm 13, that, oh, you're a kid, you should just play. That's believing other people's stories greater than believing my own story. Start believing in yourself because no one else will believe in you as much as you believe in yourself. Yeah. And that is number one. And you get that figured out. Everyone, everything else will take care of itself. Everything kind of untangles once you actually really realize that fact that mm-hmm. you have every power, every capacity, every ounce of energy to believe in yourself than anybody else. Man, that's so powerful. I, I so wanted to actually have a conversation about podcasting and you actually divert me to like, you know, going meta. So this is beautiful. I love it. Uh, man, I, I have to tell you this. I think at a 20-year-old, I know many 20-year-olds, like, you know, uh, my cousins, friends, people around, you know, me. I wish they hear you more. I wish mm-hmm. they, they, they just tune into Danny Miranda's podcast because this is the stuff people should realize. I honestly feel that. I truly believe in that. Is a, a voice that reminds you, you have every capability to believe in yourself. I love it. I appreciate that. Thank you. I I, I love it so much. So one of the other curious things I wanted to ask about, you know, your podcasting journey is that, and I, man, I I went through hundreds of your thousands of your tweets. Thank you. Since 2020, even before I went 2018, you know, 2017, uh, you're the person who didn't ask anything. Like, hey, please review my podcast. Hey, I'm looking for sponsorship. Hey, I'm opening a course until recently. But yeah. And the question I have for you is, how did you resist the urge to sell something? Mm. Just never felt right. And I didn't believe in myself enough to sell something. And this goes back to like really believing in yourself, believing your own story, Mm. believing you were capable. It was really like the belief of enough people to say, you're really an incredible interviewer. Oh my God. Like I got something out of myself that I didn't even know was inside of me over and over and over again for me to be like, okay, I believe you finally. (laughs) <laughs> I believe you and I believe in me that you believe in me in that much mm. because sometimes our greatest gifts we can't really see clearly because it just comes natural mm. to us and right. we're just like this is who I am what do you mean this is my gift like to just be a mirror for someone else or to see for other people to see themselves more clearly through talking to me that right. like 
that's just who I am. So how would I see that unless someone told me that? And so enough people told me that, that I actually started to believe it. And then when I started to believe it, I started to believe in myself. And when I started to believe in myself, then I started selling things and selling um, a course. And in a world where we, in a world where we actually try to sell first before giving value, mm. that's phenomenal. <laughs> like everybody wants to make money. Everybody wants to make fame or mm. they want to be remembered for, for selling something, right? It's all, the world is always selling something to you. Yeah. Directly or indirectly, right? And there are very few people. I really admire Gary Vee. Uh, I've been following him for like more than 10 years. And he always says, jab, 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 jab. And you will earn a right to hook. Mm. You will earn a right to ask. Yes. Until then, just give. Yes. Consistently, unconditionally, just give. And... I fall, I, I sometimes like fall into the trap, like, you know what? I earned this. Let me actually ask this. And I fail. And I'm like, damn, reset, give, 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 give. And I s accidentally ask something. I even, that worked. We, oh my God. Miraculously, like, you know, people help. That's what happened with shout out. I had no damn clue about like building a SaaS product. I'm, I'm not even a, like a salesman. But then people showed me path. Like you said, they showed me like, you know what? Julian Shapiro is the first guy who said, you can, if you do this, I'll pay you 10 bucks. That wow. really, that one sentence changed the trajectory. I am a salesman. <laughs> All of a sudden wow. I can sell. Till that point, I'm like, I have no like clue about selling. I think the really, the, the, the thing I want to emphasize about is that we live in a constant world where we, directly or indirectly fall into the trap of either as a buyer or a seller, right? And I really, really appreciate you for waiting so long, being so patient that you, you now, for me, you already earned that right to ask like long yeah. time because, before, but just want to say that you, you know, the things you do, that, that's why when you said connect one-on-one, -on -one, I was like hundred bucks, I you instantly like bought it. Like, you know what? This is amazing. You know, forget about the value. I just want to see you win. Right. Yeah. Uh, and on that point, it's like, it's funny that you, you use that phrase, jab, 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 right hook. Because if you think about my first three years, year mm. one, jab, year two, jab, year three, jab, my fourth year starting the podcast, right hook. Isn't that funny? I never mm. thought about that until you said that, but. That is right. Gary V's ratio. And, and you also, it's interesting. It shows your nature for, as mm. a giver. You didn't say jab, 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 right hook. You said jab, 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 jab. And that speaks to, I, and I fall in this trap as well, giving more than asking. It's like, where does that come from? It's like, that's worth exploring or digging into because we're natural givers. We naturally want to give to people. If we're comfortable giving. Maybe we could benefit from asking more if mm. we're so comfortable giving. And to your point before, I think the, the reason why I, I want to piggyback on that statement, we are natural givers is because when you give, you feel happy. Yes. By fundamentally, like, you know, 
Yes. Try to buy a $10 or a $5 Starbucks card to a friend. Surprise him or her. Yeah. And the, the joy is insane. You don't have to like spend millions. Just, just So I had this habit when I was in Chicago. I used to live in Chicago. For every paycheck I got, there used to be a, a homeless person when I was actually walking through the office. He used to say, sit on a Friday every week, uh, basically asking for money. And he felt genuine over the time. So every time I, I earned a dollar working nine to five, I used to give, again, not, nothing big, like $5 or $10, whatever the change I had in my pocket. And that, that moment I give that dollar, put it in your hands to my office, it's like probably like 500 meters. I felt like a superhero. Yeah. Yeah. And that is amazing. I, I feel like people should rely on that feeling more than the thing that you ask and that feeling that the thing that you get from selling something or I think it's necessary. We all have to pay bills. I'm not saying that let's all become monks, but experience this before that. Prioritize this before that. Prioritize giving before asking. I agree. And I think that's a very phenomenal point. And I would challenge you as someone who gives more than they receive, it seems like you should ask more and, mm. and ask yourself why you're not asking more. Because even though I agree with the macro point of like more giving should be forefront in society. And we are in our own ways, examples of that. Mm -hmm. How do we, how do we, as people who are not natural askers, not mm. natural right hookers, not natural salesmen, how do we get into that flow more? It's, it's an interesting think, question. Why, why do you think that? Like what, what everybody will have their own answers for that question. Yeah. But why do you think we are, we all are as human beings, natural givers <laughs> and not natural askers? I don't think we all are as human beings. I think me and you are natural givers. Mm. I think some people are natural askers. I think me and you are natural givers. And what separates us? What is, I, I, I really want to unpack this. Like, you yeah. know, because you recently started asking and I, I, yeah. I really want to also congratulate you on the 20K tweet that Thank you put. You. Well-deserved. You'll get more than that for sure. hundred uh, percent. But you see the, you saw, now you, you're seeing the light. You're seeing yeah. the other side. And is there a difference between Danny, a giver and Danny, an asker? So I think how I reframed it in my mind is I'm giving with asking. Meaning mm -hmm. I genuinely believe from the bottom of my heart that what I'm offering in this service, in this course is worth way more than $299. Therefore, by asking, I'm actually giving. Oh, that's amazing. You like that. You like, like that, right? That. I like that because we, we kind of, have a soul satisfaction like we're not blatantly like ripping off you for money because we we put a lot of hard work you put a ton of man man that i love those uh episodes the course episodes you did because they're so that it requires a lot of effort you know you were you were talking at a pace you're explaining things the presentation slides were well done that means you've already are giving yes but in that process we also, I think one of the, one of the perspectives that someone actually told me when I was doing shout out is that 
if you are so much of a natural giver and you don't ask there is a high chance of you not reaching people that that actually are like you know you have that reach right that you miss that reach if you don't ask so that also like added gave me like you know what oh man i really want people to like utilize the product because it it helps them build business mm-hmm. forget about they pay me 15 bucks that's a secondary goal the first goal is let them make money by the product i am building right so i i really like that i think that's a very simple way of putting it you are asking by giving mhm i actually love that it's a game changer <laughs> game changing i think this conversation is probably the best conversation i had in a while let's talk love about to hear that man thank you let's talk about your habits you are big on meditation you're big on running you're big on weightlifting you you are someone who goes to gym on a consistent level which is something i i feel ashamed of myself i don't no, go to no, gym no. that often uh talk to me about it like why habits are so important to you and when you're already the the, the reason i'm asking is uh the rational is you're already getting the dopamine hit by podcasting <laughs> you're already kind of happy by conversing with a lot of people so you're already experiencing the pinnacle in your yeah. words why do you need more habits <laughs> cuz i don't view it as more i just view it as as challenging myself in new and interesting ways that excite me that keep mm. life interesting and i started running because i saw a bunch of my friends doing it and i also knew my grandpa had spent a lot of time running and knew how much it benefited him in terms of mentally in terms of how he felt about the world around him how he he made a lot of friends from running as well which i found too mhm and i just tried it out and i didn't know what it would lead to and i had very like you said very low expectations if no expectations at all and it, mm. and i found i after a few months of doing it consistently i loved it and for me it all the weightlifting the running the meditation all of it is just like how can i make this life a little more joyful you know how can i mm. how can i continue to progress forward in some way and you know not really with the meditation meditation is is literally just like i love just spending time by myself and with myself in my own head understanding myself better understanding my thought patterns where they come from but yeah i think it's like we all do i also don't have children right so i'm not like mm. raising a child i'm the child that i'm raising is myself and mm. And so because of that it's like why not make this child as superhuman as possible and that's powerful too that is super powerful you are your own child yes oh my god that's that's a different perspective right there i don't know if you realize as a dad my 100% always my thoughts are around you know did i give enough food for ruhan or did i put him to bed properly or is he you know doing good this is always the conversation but imagine if you don't have kids if you put yourself as your own child damn you will be so careful you'll be so mindful you you don't talk you don't talk shit to your kid why do you talk shit to yourself 
<laughs> I don't because I know that. Oh man, that's a that's a that's a that's an amazing perspective. I that's love a, it a lot. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm writing man. that down. Treat yourself like your child. Like that's you amazing. are your own child. That's, that's you, important. Yeah, it's really important. You don't you don't eat shit. You don't you don't feed shit to your kid. Right. Or you don't talk negative to your kid. Yeah. You always want them to be in an empowered state or a positive yes. state or eat yes. healthy, live healthy, sleep healthy. Why the heck you want to do it for yourself? <laughs> right. Oh man. And th- this is a secret that I've I've guess I've uncovered is people often say like treat yourself like your best friend. Similar. Treat yourself like your own child. Like you are your own child. I would say more than the best friend, the child analogy is really powerful. As yeah. a dad, I can completely relate to what you said because I never think of myself as a child. Never. But you are. You, you are that five-year-old kid, 10-year-old kid. Like, mm. And now you have a podcast microphone. You've got a house. Congratulations on that. Oh, like, thank you. You're, that. you you've, got all the, you've got a wife. But inside, you're still 10. Mm. You're still five. You can still put yourself back in that place. And so I like whenever I, I get frustrated at myself or someone else, I'm like, that's just a five or 10 year old, you know, and they're doing the best they can. That's deep. It is. That is deep. You're your own child. Man, that's really amazing. God damn. You dropped a gem there. <laughs> I love that. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. I can't follow up with, you know, after that. <laughs> but I do have, I want to really cover a couple of things. So one of the things I did want to also talk about is uh, in September, no, August 2020, you did a retreat for yourself, like five days, shut down technology, stayed in cabin. Talk to me about the, that, the impact that trip made, like reading Benjamin Franklin's autobiography, sitting near Delaware River, how much of that impact? Like, I think after listening to one hour, I feel this, one of the things I want to mention is that you should go more on podcasts. (laughs) You should, you should stop podcasting and you should do more podcasts because now you have gained a wealth of knowledge, wealth of experiences in the analogies, the framework that you said in this one hour. That really helps a lot of people because you've gained that interviewing like these legendary people like came on your podcast. But anyway, I really want to, uh, because I think that one hour of your conversation, moments like this, I feel helped you build the Danny, who we are, who you are right now talking to me. So talk to me about the whole experience of, you know, I think you did recently did as well in July, if I'm not wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, I had been doing 60 minute meditations every day from May 2020, which I ended up doing until December 2020, every day, 60 minutes straight with just the timer and just going through my thoughts. And that was when I was doing from May to July, it was so powerful for me. And I, that's where I started to get so much more energy and could talk to people and Mm -hmm. could, could give them the most and give them exciting things and have them feeling excited to talk and all this amazing stuff but I knew I could go deeper on myself. Mm. And I, I knew that I could really understand myself at a deeper level. 
I just had the sense. So I booked the cabin in the middle of nowhere. And I said, I'm going to, to just bring a bunch of books that I want to read. And I'm going to explore my own mind. I meditated in the morning for an hour and evening for an hour. I brought that book. Um, and I think I read like three or four others. Hmm. And ben- Benjamin Franklin, I mean, this was so crazy because Benjamin Franklin was one of the first media people in the world. And here I was creating DannyMiranda.com and my own media um, hmm. website. And Benjamin Franklin also was interested in making the most out of life. He had 13 traits that he would he would mm-hmm. check off every day to see if he actually hit it. And mm-hmm. he was really into like becoming the best version of himself. And I felt such a connection with Benjamin Franklin. And as I'm reading this, his autobiography, I'm looking at the river and it's like, Man. he sailed on that river that he's writing about that is on the Delaware River. And I'm like, what are the odds? Right. So that was crazy. But just the trip was so transformative because in that moment, I felt so clear on my direction, clear that mm. the podcast was what I needed to do. I hadn't recorded any episodes yet. I just had this idea for it. But to me, that was pivotal that I could actually, I could actually do this, right? These phone calls could turn into a podcast. Mm. And, and the clarity of direction is something I wish everyone could experience of just knowing you're on the right path. So that's what I felt. It's so impressive. Uh, you are maintaining that clarity every single day. And mm. I, I think, is is it because of the meditation or is it anything else? Is it meditation, right? Meditation, yeah. And in during the meditation, so you said 60 minutes. So there's no reciting a mantra or anything or any any other format. You just sit, like, I think Naval famously said this, like, you know, sit yourself, lock yourself, you can sleep, you can lay down. You don't have to like, you know, have that, you know, uh, position or that. Anything else, I'm just curious, that pushes you to gain the clarity. Oh, A, number one. Number two, uh, you would have certain moments that you feel lost as well, if mm-hmm. I'm not wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Like, And in those moments... Do you go back to meditation? What is what are the what is Danny Miranda's journey day to day look like? Um, the moments that I felt lost were was like I had expectations. Going back to the expectation, I was like, okay, if I do a hundred episodes of this, then it will work. Then mm. people will listen. Then it'll be interesting. Then I can get the guests that I want. And it was kind of true, but it kind of wasn't. And mm. I fell into the trap of the expectations of doing a hundred means that it will be successful versus doing a hundred to figure out if you want to continue doing it to be successful. That was a huge unlock for me. But the day to day of it was just recording podcasts, learning from people, listening to podcasts, doing it all over again, meditating, like, you know, running, running. I mean now, yeah, (laughs) running. I wasn't running back then in those down moments. Mm. I should have been running. If I was running in the down moments, I probably wouldn't have been down at all. <laughs> yeah, I think Tim Ferriss said this, if I'm not wrong, that once you put yourself through a physical hack habit, meditation is more of like a mental habit. So I've done meditation as well in uh, during 2018, 2019. So I used to go to a, uh, there is like a Buddhist 
gathering that happens like every Friday. So we used to go there and I used to do that, you know, follow Naval's thing as well. It's, but I couldn't keep up. I have to like, you know, bring it back. I'll acknowledge that. But I think I also saw the power of putting yourself physically because mm. once you lift a weight or once you do, once you run you know, 30 minutes on a treadmill, it feels like you accomplished something. That is like the joy is insane, right? Like talk to me about that. Like how do you, how do you experience that? Describe in your own words. It's remarkable. And I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it right now more than ever. I don't know if you can hear the sirens in the background. No, I can't hear. Oh, cool. Um, it, it's remarkable. I feel now that I've been running for about six months. And what happens in running is so interesting because you, especially like a lot of it is based on the weather. Mm -hmm. And, and so it's obviously built based on how much running you do. But now that the weather in Austin, Texas was so hot <laughs> in the summer, and now it is so much cooler that I'm mm. feeling the progress of all of the work that I've put in the hundreds of miles that I've ran. And I notice myself get faster. I know my heartbeat decreases, which means I'm, I'm getting more fit. And I notice like, wow, life is getting a little more sweeter. And it, it feels very spiritual, that connection with running. But just in general, when you make the improvements, it goes back to what we were talking about before, which is when the small actions you do on the day-to-day -day are in alignment with the person you want to be, you are happy. I want to be somebody who completes a marathon. I have not completed a marathon yet. And so the day-to-day -day actions, if I did my six miles today, well, that's going to help me complete the marathon. I got 16 miles tomorrow. Okay, completing that's going to help me complete the marathon. If I don't do that, then I'm not going to complete the marathon to the level that I want. So let me put in the action to build the person that I want to be and, and do my long-term vision in the day-to-day. -day. When you shrink down the long-term vision to the day-to-day, -day, that is mm. when happiness comes. Yeah. I love it. I think in a way you're, you're you know, I think I'm, I'm reading uh, the Shoe Dog book. Love that. And even Phil Knight when he had like his low times, he just go to this six mile run, right? I he love used to that. go and basically like, you know, that's it. That's, that's his reset after, after a long day before hitting that, you know, sweet decliner where he calls his dad, <laughs> he just go for a six mile run. I think what you're explaining is, which I haven't experienced. Running is meditation in action. Yes. I think that's what I, I want to experience that. Probably I'll, I'll start like, you know, I'll just run for a mile or two. Yeah. Just to kick start. Go like not, not Go low, right? Like don't, don't even like, you know, over, over pressurize myself. Like start something really small. After Phil, Phil Knight really gave me that idea and you reassured it. So I don't know why I asked that question, honestly, but <laughs> it's the universe telling me that you should run. <laughs> so I should pick up the signs. A uh, couple of more questions on the podcast, friend. I do have, you have, you still have, you know, you, you, are you I, okay? I, yeah, yeah. We, we've Good. got 20 minutes about until my next Good. thing, but. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. So you've recorded 415 episodes and that means like more than like, you know, what, 4,000 hours in even more. Uh, what have you not learned? And what are you chasing in the next few episodes or next thousand episodes? 
first question was, what have I not learned? What have you not learned? Like you, you've learned, you, you talk to these people and mm -hmm. you learn so much, right? Like mm -hmm. that question is kind of, uh, to that follow-up question, what are you like really chasing or looking after apart from having good conversations with good people, making good connections, making friends? What is something that you're like, you know, this is what I need to like expand my horizon or my thought process or frameworks or whatever it is. I think running is one big thing. I'm having more runners on the show than ever before. Mm. Um, I couldn't have imagined that a year ago or two years ago. Uh, so that's like the biggest thing. Uh, just gaining more information and knowledge about running. Um, I'm not sure. Cause like you said, I I'm just chasing good conversations. I'm just chasing the, the connection with people. And so I don't, I don't really think about like what else. I love that because I really love that because it would have been diluted if you said, Hey, I want to expand my mental frameworks. I want to expand my, all this, because I feel with you, I feel I'm, I'm keep, keep reminding myself that you're a guy who believes in serendipity, like put yourself out, things happen, yeah. suck, take it in, <laughs> go back again, put yourself out, take it in. So I think you are on in that cycle a lot, all the, all the experiences you had. I love that. Uh, Two, three questions. One is I want to ask about specific people. You already yeah. talked about, uh, you know, I think you partially talked about Gary Vee, but going from a 13-year-old asking, hey, mom, I want to go to Gary Vee signing, book signing, to interviewing him, like 10 years. That's like the the time it took. Talk to me about that experience, like interviewing him, what it feels like, you know, uh, getting oh, him on the show. It was crazy. It, I couldn't sleep that night that he agreed to come on. I knew mm. my life had changed forever. I knew that mm. like I was able to get so many guests because of using his name. You know, I was able to, to have a conversation with someone I admire so much. And I, I understood like this is the craziest moment of my life at, up to that point. The mm. fact that he would agree to come on. It filled me with so much joy and so mm. much more joy than I feel like I ever could have achieved by sitting alone in a room and not doing the podcast, you know? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I achieved that. so much more joy in that moment. Um, mm. And so, hmm, I mean, like, it, I, I practiced that first opening line to him, that telling him the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe a hundred times in the shower, just in the mirror oh. over and over. I was like, this is the biggest moment of my life. Mm. And, and it was really exciting. Episode 39, it was the first video podcast that I did. Oh. The I rest were that. audio only. Wow, I didn't first know that. 38. And so the biggest, awesome. so because it was such a big episode, I was like, I got to do video. And I was uncomfortable with it, but I just pushed through. And then from right. there out, it was easy. And I just did video the rest of the way. I think you only need one of those instances, right, in your life to really prove yourself with the help of others, especially yeah. in this case, like, you know, Gary Vee is that legend that reminds you, like, the going back to your point of you can believe in yourself, you have, you are the miracle. 
he's just reassured that in that conversation like you know you're the miracle that happened to me when i cold emailed nawal i cold emailed nawal in a in, i was building side projects and i cold emailed saying that hey nawal i built this for you this is a collection of all all things nawal youtube videos quotes articles everything and he said you know what if you do it right job i'll keep it on my bio and he wow. did wow he did for a year and that actually reassured you know what this is freaking amazing i can do things <laughs> yes right that's uh, super cool i did not know that i feel like sometimes you need someone else to light the fire of your belief mm-hmm. before you do yourself i know my parents did that my grandparents yeah. and we just need to realize like we matter to someone and once mm. we do then we're off to the races and in this context Gary Vaynerchuk was the person who lit me up and in your context it was Naval and then from right. there you can do that same thing to someone else and believe in someone exactly. else yeah exactly i think you you have to pay it forward you when oh, once you experience that like you know you'll never go back so one of the things i have for you is august 1st 2022 you tweeted this is you after interviewing Gary V like some of the biggest names so you are someone I steal playbook from is that you shoot your shot shamelessly. Yes. And you did this with Peter Levels, one of the yes. nomad creators. He literally said, "Hey, I don't have time." <laughs> He literally shut shut you down. That's great. So I want to ask about rejection. Like I I I believe even I I experienced this. I DM'd probably like 300 400 people and I only did 30 podcasts. The conversion rate is so uh so low but i still enjoy this because people like you people like adam draper david perel they actually like bet on me like you know let let's actually uh get on this guy's podcast so talk about rejection how do you handle it one of the things i learned from gary v is that he moves microseconds yeah from rejection yeah moves like you know moves yeah. on very fast like talk to me about your process of you know didn't even rejection. think about didn't even think about peer levels or that moment until you just brought it up haven't thought about it in over a year right because <laughs> of i didn't think about it since august 1st you know i i don't even think of it as rejection i think that's a mm. huge thing as well that mm. that was a rejection to you like to me that was like we're getting closer to him coming on he mm. doesn't have time for it but he knows who i am and so mm. when i ask him in 2023 or 2024 he's going to be like oh i remember this guy Mm. So I I asked him again. I don't know he definitely didn't respond or didn't agree and that's okay. I don't I don't view that as rejection. Mm. We we need to uh yeah, I it's like it's so funny that you categorize that as rejection. I categorize that as we're closer. We're getting closer. Mm. I'm playing a decade long game. I'm playing a multi-decade long game. Someone says no, that means we're a little closer to a yes. Mm. Let's let's go baby. We're getting there. That's that's another gem. It's it's almost like you heavily rely on half glass full, not half glass empty. Yeah. I like that a lot. Man, it's amazing. So one one other person you really admire, 75 hard Andy Frisella. Yes. Going from in 2018 following his 75 hard challenge to meeting him in person sitting probably in his office 
in interviewing him. What was that experience? Oh my God. 2019, I, September of 2019, start 75 hard. He's the creator of the program in what, May of 2023? I interview him. It feels like mm-hmm. so long ago. Like that fact that that was this year is mm-hmm. rem- it's crazy to me. I, we fly out, me and my buddy Hunter, Hunter Weiss, he documents the whole thing. Mm-hmm. He, Hunter also did 75 hard. Hunter also was, has been deeply affected by Andy Frisella. And he was someone who helped me out in my darkest of days, right? Mm-hmm. I read that email that I sent to Tej Dosa mm-hmm. on, on that podcast, episode 346. And I said, I just don't feel like I can like, do anything. and I'm ashamed of myself. And that's who I was at that time. That's what I really believed. But then I did the program and it gave me confidence in myself. So to right. be able to talk to him after all that was remarkable. It was, it was like meeting your hero and it being better than you can imagine. Because then your hero looks at you and says, hey, you're pretty amazing. That was the best mm. interview I've ever done. Are you yeah. kidding me? How was, I, he's impacted my life and now I'm impacting his life. Wow. Wow. What a special moment. What an incredible thing that I hope everyone experiences. I mean, I was on a high like you could never even imagine. Just thinking about that day, I was like, that, this is the greatest day of my life because I had such high expectations mm. for that day. I really did. And it exceeded them a hundredfold. So, Wow. That's yeah. amazing. Uh, one more question about a particular person. Keep going by Mike Posner. Yes. Why is that album so special to you? In those days of September 2019, August 2019, I would listen to that album over and over and over and over and over again. Oh my God. That album got me through some dark, dark times. And mm-hmm. in fact, one synchronicity stands out was I was listening to Keep Going by Mike Posner over and over again. And my mom sends me a Mike Posner song that she knew I was down and really upset. And as a way to cheer me up, she sent me a Mike Posner song, having oh. no idea that I was listening to Keep Going, Mike Posner's album. So that will be a very special interview. I think he's not on the podcast. I, I, I'm manifesting that he's not on the podcast, right? If I'm not wrong. He has not appeared as a oh. guest on the podcast. He will. He will soon. We'll, we'll, we'll make it happen for sure. I'm manifesting for that to happen. It is uh, happening. It is happening? Yeah. Boom. Love <laughs> you it. manifested it. Like that, you're quick. <laughs> you're so fast. Oh my God. All right. So this is the last segment I do with every guest. Oh, one, one question before it. This is more of the fun, fun segment. So one of, one of the goals we had is to do a live podcast in Madison Square Garden. Yes. I love it. It's going to happen for sure. Yes. And let me tell you this. You're going to be the biggest media person in the next 10 years. I believe it. Thank you. Definitely. 100%. I'll be so grateful to say that I know Danny Miranda. I'm, I'm, you know, he came on my podcast. I'll be yeah. so grateful for that. Love it. So this question is, that's, that's an ambitious goal you're chasing, which is going to happen. What are you chasing beyond that? Or what is an ambitious, ambitious, ambitious thing that you always manifest for? Beyond Madison Square Garden. I would say more important than Madison Square Garden is to be present to the creation of life. That is the most ambitious of all. You see people all day 
and myself included can be on my AirPods, in my own world, in my own, in my own life. But the more that I'm present to the creation of it all, the more I can sit and watch it unfold and see the ways in which it surprises me that I'm having this coffee meeting and this person happens to be right next to me and introducing these two people. And just because I'm aware and I'm present to the creation of life, to me, that's where all the juice is. That's where the excitement lies. And that's where I try to be more and more ambitious every single day. I love that. I definitely love that. This is a heated conversation. There you go. Danny delivered it. Last, last segment. I call this rapid fire five. I just asked five random questions, you know, uh, whatever the thing come to my mind, just like, you know, come to your mind, just shoot it. Mm-hmm. Which guest surprised you the most in out of 415 episodes? Uh, because it's top of mind, Adam Draper, we didn't surprise. It's hard to say he surprised me most, but just his optimism and love for life. Just, mm. I just felt like this was a, a long lost brother. It felt like. So it surprised me that I felt that way towards him. Absolutely. I, he came on my podcast as well. He's so down to earth. And yeah. He's so phenomenal. He's like, he's so human in your so words, likeable. right? Yeah. So likable. Okay. What's the coolest story you heard on your podcast? I don't know. I can't, I can't give you a good answer. I don't know. I, there's so many good ones. I mean, I just interviewed this woman. She ran 200 ultra marathons in 200 days. It's like, wow. I don't know if I've had any cooler stories than that. And I haven't published the episode yet, but it's coming soon. And Man. oh my God, Candace Burt, check this woman out. Like her, her grit, her, her tenacity, her belief, her endurance. Like I, I'm in awe. So that's the coolest story that I can remember. Wow. Wow. The toughest question you asked a guest. What is the central question of your life? To David Perel, I would say mm. like that as the opening was just a, an incredible way to get a, a true sense of who he is. He didn't know that was coming, but it was, it was a tough question for him. Yeah. It was actually a deep question. Yeah. A, and a guest you thought you could never interview or could never interview before, but you did it anyway. Who's that? No one. No one. I, I think I can interview everyone. I think I'm going to interview everyone. And I have zero feeling of like, I can never interview Peter Crone. I can never interview Alex. That doesn't even cross my mind. Like, I love that. I, these people are all people. And if I hmm. want it, it will get done. If hmm. we believe. Right. Right. Not now, but definitely can, can be done. I think the time is the biggest enemy there, which is, you know, it, it won't happen like tomorrow. It, it can happen the longest you play, right? When Once you play the long game, there is a high chance. You're, you're actually, the odds are favoring you, not against you. Yeah. You remove time from the equation. I love that. And, and time isn't the enemy. It's the friend. Because mm. it, it's the thing that is on your side. We're together. Me and time are allies. I'm playing this mm. podcast game for 10 years, at least. Mm. So if I'm playing me and me and my friend time, we're going to be skipping through the fields. It's not an enemy. It's not something I'm trying to fight. It's something mm. I'm trying to, I'm excited by and I embrace and I embrace yeah. this time right now, this moment. So I think that's an important distinction I, w- I would make. Last question. Who's your favorite podcaster that you're rooting for these days? 
It's a good question. My favorite podcast that I'm rooting for these days. Um, you know, what I love about this question is it implies a few things. It implies that they haven't made it yet. It implies mm-hmm. that they're coming from the right place. It implies that they are building something that they're excited about. Who's my favorite podcaster that I'm rooting for? Dude, this is a phenomenal question. Mm. I think I hope I did a good job <laughs> making Danny think. The man who makes everybody else think. I, this is an incredible question. Thank you. Um, Dude, you might have stumped me. You got this. You're a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, let me pull up my list. Let me pull up my Spotify and see. I think that's that's that that'll help you because. You know, on top of your mind, you might not remember, but once you go through the list. Oh, okay. Yeah, thank you. I'm I'm rooting for Paul Millard. Mm, I love that podcast. guy. Yeah. Yes. Paul Millard is a legend, and he is such a good interviewer. He is so mm. present. He is so interested. He is so curious, and I I really enjoy what he does. And it was such a pleasure to get interviewed on his show. And I'm rooting for him big time. And and the reason why I didn't think of him initially is because he's more of a writer than a podcaster in my mind. Mm. But but I'm definitely rooting for him. Paul's a great guy. We've crossed our paths on Twitter so many times, you know. Danny, I, I can go on and on. I, I'm I'm telling you, I I have so many questions I didn't <laughs> ask, by the way. So the <laughs> I questions I asked are rounded off, as you can see. <laughs> wow. I don't know if you can see. That's so, so cool. We should bring you back for sure. That is that is going to happen. But this has been great, man. There are so many gems. There's so many frameworks. Uh, I love your belief. It's contagious. And uh, I love the mission you're going after, which is you want to make people believe in themselves. Period. Yes. That's it. Yep. So through the podcast, through the course, through whatever that you, you do. And like I said, you're going to be the one of the biggest media personalities in the next five, ten years. And uh, I'm fortunate to be like, you know, on the sidelines with you, watching you grow. I love it. Uh, thank you so much. Any closing thoughts you want to share before we wrap up? I'm very grateful for the interview. I'm very grateful for your support and for for just uh, believing in me because that is, is really appreciated. And uh, I'm excited to continue to watch your journey unfold and I'm, I'm grateful to have known you oh man thank you appreciate that all right guys that's it that's a wrap we're bringing danny again don't worry uh he'll be coming back for sure we have i have like so many questions i still have ans- any answers for but thank you so much we do this i do this danny do this for you people you know to remind yourself that you are the miracle right mm. that's that's it 
that's the that's the intention behind all the effort we put in as podcasters so hope this episode you know helps you that 1% gain that you always crave for that's a wrap guys cheers and stay tuned stay healthy